What do you think about calling these mini episodes stocking stuffers? Oh yeah, I like it. So our stocking stuffer episodes are going to be mini episodes to help fill the gaps between our regular episodes in case we're not able to keep up due to work or just because making podcasts is a lot of work, you guys. So you've made a list of your top 10 favorite Hallmark movies, right? Yes, I have. I have certain movies that I have to watch every year because they're just awesome and I have ranked them from one to ten, one being obviously the best, in my opinion. So you watch these ten movies every year in addition to all the new ones? Yes. And then sometimes I try and catch other ones too. Like I have other runner-up favorites, but I have ten that I always have to watch. And I actually already recorded a couple of them. They were released earlier, so they might not play them as often as other ones. So I recorded them just in case I don't miss it. I haven't seen as many Hallmark movies as you, so please tell me which ones you think are the best. Okay, so my number 10 most favorite Hallmark Christmas movie is The 12 Gifts of Christmas. And this is with Katrina Law. It came out in 2015. And she is an artist who hasn't been getting a lot of work. So in order to find more work, she becomes a personal shopper. And she meets this business type guy. He's really busy. And so he needs a personal shopper to help buy gifts for like everybody at his office and his friends and his families. So he hires her to be his personal shopper. And then, you know, of course, they end up falling in love at the end. Hang on, my dad's calling me. <laughs> it starts out with like, he kind of just wants her to just go out and buy gifts. But she wants the gifts to be more personal and she wants to get to know his life and even though he's reluctant she's like just go buy whatever gift I tell you to buy but she was like no I can do better than this and so she has this gift idea for a friend of his they were college roommates and they used to go out and have ramen and watch basketball together but now that they're older and they both have these high-paying jobs they just kind of try and outdo each other in the gift department, like massage chair, big screen TV, and blah, blah, blah. And so he tells her, you know, just go buy the biggest screen TV you can buy. And she's like, don't you want it to be more personal? And he's like, no, just just go buy that. But instead, she ends up buying him two gift certificates to this really popular ramen place and also tickets to see a basketball game. And he was like, this is not what I asked you to do. He was like, this isn't working out. We'll just do something else. But he ends up leaving the tickets on his desk, which is already in an addressed envelope, and his assistant sends it out, and the friend reaches out to him and is like, this is the best gift I've ever received, and you know, I have a bunch of TVs, I have a bunch of chairs, but all I've really wanted to do is just hang out with you and watch basketball and ramen like we did in college. And so he starts to realize, okay, she's good at her job, and you know, they go to a Christmas party so she can find out about all of his co-workers' needs, and you know, eventually they fall in love. That's cute. Yeah, it was a cute movie. I liked it because I kind of liked the idea of shopping for other people. And I like how she actually cared about the gifts. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, I'm going to buy you a blender. And oh, she actually did her research. And, you know, I like that. Number nine is A Very Merry Mix-Up. That came out in 2013. And that was with Alicia Witt. And it's about this girl who is going with her boyfriend to visit his family for Christmas. And it's the first time she's visiting his family. And he's like a very 
businessy kind of guy and she's like a free spirit. And so they're about to go to the airport when suddenly he gets this call for work and he's like, okay, I can't take you to the airport. So you go ahead and meet my family at the airport and I'll just come in that yeah, night. Sounds like a nightmare. And so she gets on the plane, she lands at the airport and she is about to go get her luggage when she bumps into this guy holding coffee and it spills all down her shirt and it messes up her phone. And she's so upset because her bag ends up being lost. And she's upset because she's meeting her boyfriend's parents for the first time. Her clothes are ruined. Her phone doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, you know, I'm about to be the next Mrs. So-and-so, whatever his last name is, because he asked her to marry her. And a guy overhears this and he's like, oh, my last name is whatever the last name was. And he was like, Who, whose family were you trying to meet? And she gives him the name and he's like, that's my brother's name. And she was like, oh, I'm supposed to mean you. And he was like, I didn't even know that my brother had a girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. But if you're his fiance, then come on, I'll take you home. And so she goes with this guy to his house and they do all the introductions. And the house is like a very nice, sweet family. And she spends, you know, Christmas with them and they're very loving. And then all of a sudden it turns out she's in the wrong family. She's been spending this whole Christmas with the wrong family and not her boyfriend's family. So does she end up with her boyfriend or does she end up with the guy she met at the airport? She ends up with the guy that she met at the airport because her boyfriend's family is all stuck up. They don't really like Christmas. They don't really like her. They don't really play games. They're all just very businessy, strict, health conscious kind of people. Whereas this guy and his family were very into Christmas, cookie decorating, all of these things. And I I think that this is the kind of movie that you, Allie, would love to critique because (laughs) the concept is so ridiculous. The movie is so cheesy. And it's like there's all these plot holes, but I love it. That is what makes it amazing. Like, it just goes all out. Those are my favorites. Yeah, it accepts its craziness. It knows in a million years would never happen. And she could have so many other options of things she can do but it somehow just works, and I love it. Okay, I will add that to my list. Number eight is Miss Christmas, and that came out in 2017. That's with Brick D'Orsay and Mark Lucas. So she is Miss Christmas because every Christmas she goes out and finds the big Christmas tree for her city for the tree lighting. And like a week away from Christmas, when they're about to get this tree, something happens to the tree that she was originally going to get. So she has to find another tree. And so they put out this big thing like, send us your best trees and maybe it'll have a chance of, you know, coming to our city and being the centerpiece for our city. And this little boy sends her a picture of their tree that they have in their backyard. And basically... This single dad whose wife passed away, I think they planted this tree a long time ago and now it grew into this big massive tree or it was, maybe it was passed down from generation to generation in his family. But anyways, she goes there to try and convince his family to chop down the tree and bring it home with her because it needs to be the tree of the centerpiece. So he makes her stay over in a small town while he decides if he wants to give her tree or not and it's the same she really loves christmas and he's kind of a grumpy single dad well he's grumpy in the fact that he doesn't really want to give up this tree fair he wants to keep it in the family i think i like this movie because it was funny 
and the two leads had really good chemistry and you know it was kind of different the acting was really good and it was just like a different plot line that I kind of liked but it also had your misunderstanding eavesdropping on a conversation and misunderstanding the situation scenario at the end obviously but that one was a good one day of christmas and that's number seven is a bramble house christmas that was with autumn reeser and david hayden jones so autumn reeser's character was a nurse to this man who ended up passing away and as a gift he gives her an all-expense-paid trip for her and her son to stay at one of his favorite childhood inns called the Bramble House. He also gave her like $200,000. And originally she didn't want to take it, but he told her she needed to take it because her son needed this major operation for a heart transplant. And then at the same time, the guy who gave her all that money, he had been estranged from his family for many years. He left his kids when he was young, you know, and never came back, basically. And his kids see in his will that he left this woman a bunch of money and they don't want to give it to her. So they want to find out who this woman is and why he's trying to take their dad's money. So the son goes to Bramble House to check her out, basically. And of course, when he's there and he's about to confront her, he realizes, oh, she's a pretty woman. And she never gives him the opportunity for him to tell her who he is. So slowly he starts getting into Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And it gets harder and harder for him to tell her who he is. And he also ends up falling in love with her and his son. I actually have seen this one. I caught it on TV. And I assumed that it was a sequel and that the first one had been her spending Christmas with his dad before he died. Yeah, no, it wasn't a sequel. It was its own movie. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I liked it too. The acting is good. The story was good. You know, obviously, it's a little heavier on the drama because that situation is such a serious situation. But I like the movies that also just put big emphasis on holiday traditions like baking cookies and ice skating and decorating the tree and things like that. So that's why I really like that movie. Number six is called On the Twelfth Day of Christmas, and that stars Brooke Nevin. It was out in 2015, and I've always loved Brooke Nevin from her Canadian TV shows when I was younger that I used to watch. One of them was The Animorphs with uh, Sean Ashmore. So this one was about a college girl who ends up having to catch a ride home with a co-worker because she's stranded at Christmas. So he offers her a ride home and they end up having this really fun road trip where they like play in the snow. They build snowmans and having a good time. And it almost seems like they have a really good connection and could fall in love. And he tells her, like, he's really close with his family and how they celebrate Christmas. But then the next year, he never comes back to school. So later on, they reconnect and he has lost his Christmas spirit. And so she wants to give him his Christmas spirit by she sends him these almost like secret Santa gifts, like on the first day of Christmas 
So he's a radio host, and the radio station decides to promo this, use it as promos, use it as part of their program. But she wants to keep it secret, so she doesn't reveal who she is throughout most of the thing. But he slowly gets his Christmas spirit back, and he actually asks her to help him with these tasks that he has to do. But then, you know, at the end, he's like, oh, were you just making fun of me? Were you just doing this to... Because she's also a journalist, and she ends up writing a story about it, and he wonders if she was just doing this so she could save her paper kind of a thing. That's a longer timeline for a Hallmark movie. That is a longer time for a Hallmark movie. It's a longer time for a Hallmark movie, and it was very sweet. It was centered around Christmas activities. They both had good chemistry, even though it was with, you know, lesser-known Hallmark actors and actresses. And it was just something a little different, you know? It wasn't the typical Hallmark plot. Number five is A Crown for Christmas, which I know you have seen with Danica and McKellar. Um, do you want to recap this one since I know you've seen it? Let's see how well I can remember this. How did she end up there? Was it an accident or was she a tutor? No, she was a housekeeper at a hotel and she lives with her brother and sister. Their parents died and she basically supports them. And she and her sister have this job at a really fancy hotel and they are asked to clean by their kind of snotty boss to clean the penthouse level where the prince is staying. But the prince is kind of like a playboy and the night before he threw this big party. And so her and her sister clean the top floor of the hotel and there's just his room left. And her sister gets an audition and she's like, well, you have to go follow your dream to go. And so she lets her sister go and she opens the room and the room is a mess. And so it takes her like a couple hours to clean this room. Her boss is not happy and ends up firing her. But the guy's valet overhears her getting fired for doing her job. And he hears about her situation. And so he decides to come over to her apartment and asks her if she wants to come to this small royal town and be an au pair for the prince the king's daughter i guess i guess is he a king or is he a prince i think he's a king in this one she's okay. yeah the au pair for the princess and then i forgot about the part about him being a playboy because i thought he was actually very stoic and standoffish i mean maybe playboy is the wrong word maybe it was more like he just threw this big party with all of his friends all I really remember is she has to kind of warm him up. So the actor who plays the king is Rupert Penry Jones, who also played Captain Wentworth in Persuasion, which is a Jane Austen movie. And I remember him being very similar to that character, where he's sort of stoic and standoffish because of something in his past. So she has to sort of warm him back up. I think there's a scene where the princess runs away or is hiding and they can't find her. And so they're looking for her in the greenhouse. Yeah, so the princess in the beginning hates her, but then, of course, they end up warming up to each other because she does all the things with her that the princess wants to do with her dad. But then once she starts liking Danica McKellar's character, she realizes that her dad has to have an arranged marriage with another woman who she hates. So she runs to a greenhouse to hide in order to try and like set up her father and Danica McKellar you know, lock them in the greenhouse together. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cute one. 
It was a cute one. You and I both love the royal stories. We do. We love a good small little princess that brings the family together. And then the big ballroom scene at the end. Those are all of our favorite things. Number four is Let It Snow with Candace Cameron Bure and Jesse Hutch. It came out in 2013. And basically, Candace Cameron plays this high-powered executive who works under her father, who's Alan Thick from Growing Pains. And he has her go out to this ski lodge in order to see if they want to acquire it and kind of flip it into a big resort. And so the ski lodge is one of those ski lodges where it's very centered around family. They do all these crazy things for the holiday. They're always fully booked up. It's run by an aging couple and their adult son who they want to take over the business, but he's reluctant to because his dad won't listen to any of his ideas to kind of fix up the place or to make it more modern and, you know, kind of bring it into the century. And so, you know, Candace Cameron comes in and she's very businessy. She doesn't really understand Christmas. She just kind of wants to do a good job so her father will appreciate her. So Jesse Hutch's character is forced to show her around. So in the beginning, they hate each other. You know, she has to learn how to walk in snow and she doesn't have the right clothes for up there. So you would love to say, why would you mm -hmm. go do research at a snow lodge and not bring the yep. right clothes? And she ends up warming up to Christmas and she doesn't want her father to flip the hotel. And she falls in love with the son and they want to figure out a way to kind of keep the place as it is, but make it more modern. I think I've seen this one too. Is there like a big dinner or something at the end that they're trying to get ready for? Yeah, so there's a big dinner. I guess they call it the loaves and fishes dinner or something like that, where they all kind of make the meal together. And then her dad comes in as Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Is that the dinner that you're remembering? <laughs> I don't know. No? Maybe not. Maybe I'm confusing two movies. I do think I've seen at least part of this one, though. You know, it's a little cheesy, Candace Cameron can sometimes be over the top, yeah. but I don't know. Generally, I feel like most of Candace Cameron's movies are good. You know, one through three were really hard to put in an order, but number three is called The Mistletoe Promise, and that's with Luke McFarlane and Jamie King from Heart of Dixie. That came out in 2016, and basically, like... Lacey Chabert and Candace Cameron, I would pretty much watch any Christmas movie with Luke McFarlane in it. He's just he's just really handsome. And this movie takes a little more of a serious tone. I think it has partly to do with Jamie King's acting. She's just a little bit more of a serious character. Her costume options are a little more reserved. But I don't know, there's something about that that's really charming. And so basically, Luke is trying to get this promotion his boss is a big family person and you know tends to promote his people who have family or is in a couple is in a relationship because family is really important to him and luther the single guy and then jamie king she had a terrible split from her husband but they co-own i guess a news channel together and her husband is kind of like this ditzy guy. He ends up getting 
a really ditzy girlfriend and tries to bring his girlfriend to be a partner with them. And they both really want the company, full ownership of the company. And both Luke and Jamie hate Christmas. So they end up meeting in a mall together when Luke's character is being accosted by these carolers and she kind of saves him and they come up with this contract which they call the mistletoe promise to get through the holidays together and pretend to be a couple so one she can make her ex-husband jealous slash try and help get the company back and two he can get this promotion from his boss by showing his boss that yeah he has a girlfriend and he has a relationship and you know whatnot so you know it's the classic fake relationship that ends up turning into a real relationship that's a big trope yeah it's a big trope i liked it because it was funny and you know you really want to root for these characters they did a really great job developing the characters they had really memorable situations that stick out like he starts sending her gifts at her workplace and so all of her co-workers are like oh you have a boyfriend who's this guy and then she calls him up and she's like hey can you just come over and pick me up and take me to lunch and he's like okay and he comes in and he's this handsome guy and all of his co-workers swoon her ex-husband is like who is this guy it's super intimidating and i don't know i kind of just like situations like that where even though jamie king is a beautiful woman it's kind of this girl that nobody really gives a second thought to now has this hot boyfriend and she can kind of play her little revenge i'm worth it too even though you know you should never have a guy dictate your worth or whatever but i just it was just a great moment and that movie had a lot of great moments like that it's petty but satisfying exactly sometimes you just got to be a little petty you do Number two is, I'm sure, one of your favorites as well, which is A Royal Christmas with Lacey Chabert and Jane Seymour. Yes. Do you want to explain this one? I thought this was going to be number one. It's not number one. Now I'm excited to see what number one is. Yeah, so A Royal Christmas, I don't remember any of the characters' names, but Lacey Chabert is the daughter of, I believe, a tailor in America, and she works there with her dad and her boyfriend who she's been dating for a year or so I believe they've been together for a while and Christmas is coming up and her boyfriend informs her that he's secretly been a prince this whole time and he has to return to his small European kingdom and he invites her to come back with him I can't remember if he had already proposed to her at this point no not yet okay So just as girlfriend and boyfriend, then he brings her back to his small European kingdom, which is currently being ruled by his mother, Jane Seymour. Again, this is another one where I have questions about him being a prince versus a king, but whatever. So she's staying at the palace. She's, she's Lacey Chabert. She's very charming, but Jane Seymour is just not having it and is very critical. But of course, eventually she wins her over, she wears a beautiful dress, and ends up marrying the prince and becoming a princess. That's all I remember. It's been a few years since I've watched it. I need to rewatch that one. Yeah, it's such a good one. And I watch it every year, sometimes maybe multiple times. Don't judge me. But I think I like those stories because her character also appreciates the little people. You know, the quote-unquote little people, I should say. Like, the servants, the maids, the help, basically. And she relates more to the help than she does with the royals and i kind of like stories like that where everybody loves her except for the queen and you know if everybody loves somebody except for the queen then the queen's fault it's never lacey chabert's fault 
Allie. It's never. It's Lacey never Lacey fault. Chabert's fault. No, she, she can she do is, no wrong. She can do no wrong. Lacey Chabert, the Hallmark National Treasure. I would love to do a marathon sometime of all the royal Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes, that would be awesome, actually. There's at least, I want to say, five of them. There are. There are a bunch of them. So number one is a movie that you've probably never heard of. Ooh, okay. And it's, I don't know if it's as well-known or beloved as Royal Christmas and Let It Snow and A Crown for Christmas but it's called Snow Bride. Okay, I remember this title. And this one came out in 2013. It's also with Katrina Law. So Katrina Law made it twice on my wow. list. And Patricia Richardson from Home Improvement, the mom from Home <laughs> okay. Improvement. Okay, yes. And so Katrina Law, she wants to be a news reporter, but instead she's working at a gossip magazine. And they want her to do a story on the son of a very politically popular family because the son is on track to be, I don't know, a senator or something like that because his father just passed away not too long ago and his son is poised to be next up in position for the job, I guess. But the son, he doesn't want to be pigeonholed into this role, this job. He doesn't want to take over his father's job. He wants to be a writer, a more artsy type. So he's kind of resistant to following in his father's footsteps. So Katrina's character is also the maid of honor at her friend's wedding. Her friend can't make the fitting to her own dress. So instead, Katrina goes in her place to get the dress fit on her and to pick it up. So while she's driving this dress back, she gets a phone call that, hey, we know where I think it's us Ben Tenenbaum, I think is his name. We know where Ben is staying at, and you need to go find him and try and get this story. So she was in her running clothes for some reason. She takes off in her car with the wedding dress in her car and drives into the snowy hills, and she ends up crashing her car and... Her car dies, so she's freezing. So she goes into her trunk. She puts on this dress to stay warm, and she goes and she tries to find help in this dress. She ends up slipping down a hill and right into this guy's backyard, who he saves her, and he thinks she's just some random girl who's a runaway bride who just fell into his lap, and she doesn't tell him any different. And then while she's staying there, The mom tells him that she wants him to come back to the house. So he and Katrina Law's character, they go back to the house so that he can, like, call her a tow truck, blah, 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 all those things. And while she's waiting for him to make the phone call, the guy's brother comes home for Christmas with Ben's ex-girlfriend. So now his brother is dating his ex-girlfriend and... When the entire family finally notices that the stranger is in their house, they're like, who are you? Ben says, oh, this is my girlfriend. And so now they're in this fake relationship. So she ends up staying with them. So one, getting her story on her side, but then two, pretending to be in this fake relationship to help him out. Wow, there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, so I guess I like my fake relationship movies. You do. I just realized that since two of those types of movies are in my top three. But it was funny and it's ridiculous. And, you know, it's kind of like 
a misfit girl kind of fitting in with this family, even though she's not being completely honest with them. And it adds humor and mystery and and drama. Like, I like that there's an actual storyline. I like that there's a plot. I like that there's both people you hate and like in it. It just has a little more substance than some of the other movies. Like, Never Kiss a Man in a Sweater. It was kind of just a a something-something plot, which is probably why you and I didn't really like it all that much. And Snow Bride has a lot of plot. Yeah, I so like that. So that's why... Yeah, that's why it's my number one movie, and I feel like you should watch it. I feel like you should watch it and then report back to me. I think I will have to. All right, lots for me to catch up on. Yeah, and I can do an Instagram post, and so that way if anyone wants to watch them and tell me if you agree or disagree with me. If you were to like cast a Hallmark movie, who would your dream cast be? Mm, that's a good question. I feel like Lacey Chabert has to be in there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I actually see them having chemistry because she is so small and he is so tall. But (laughs) Lacey Chabert and Luke McFarlane. I think that would be a cute dynamic, though. Okay, so then what would the storyline be? He's a lumberjack and she... Is a princess? She's a princess. And then they get married and he becomes the lumberjack prince. Exactly. We solved it. So she's the secret princess. She's a secret princess. And she wants to get away from it, so she rents a cabin in the woods. Oh, and he's the guy that brings her the wood, Yes, he brings her firewood, and then he has to help her survive because she got in over her head spending all this time alone in the woods. Oh, maybe they're the only two cabins out there, and a tree falls into her cabin, so she has to stay with him. Mm, Yes, I like it. We gotta write it. And he hates Christmas, and she's like, you can't not have Christmas decorations, so she decorates his cabin, and then they get snowed in, so they're holed up in this cabin together until somebody can come dig them out. Mm-hmm. I like it. We got a winner. I like it. Would we call it the Lumberjack Prince, then? I think so. We could play around with it, though. Yeah. It's hard to come up with a good Hallmark title, because they've all been overdone so many times. Like, you just listed, you know, the 12 Days of Christmas... This year, we watched the 12th date of Christmas. Also similar at this point. What about some kind of movie where it's like Lacey Chabert, Candace Cameron, Beret, Danica McKellar, yes! McKellar are like all sisters. I would love that. Come together for Yeah, I want that. I want that one.